I'm Bobby. And I'm Jared. Welcome to the Frankincense Podcast. Nice. Are we on? I believe we are. We are on. All right. I'm still eating. I will just have to admit that to you. Uh, now, I am, guys, I am a teacher. I uh, work all day and most of the night. And Bobby is a pastor, but Bobby, I also hear tell that sometimes you're a teacher. I am. I am substitute teaching. I am. Uh, I am. Yeah, <laughs> substitute teaching. I'm. I'm a pastor. I'm. Yeah. I'm writing another book. I'm. Yeah. Uh, and I just throw that out there because you know I, I'm sure someone you know is like, wow, these guys are teachers. They're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> or they may come the other way. They might go, man. These teachers always talking about how they're overworked and underpaid. You know, <laughs> they think like what they do is so important. And uh, you know what? You're right. You're all, right. <laughs> you, you, all, that, all that's true. Imaginary person I just argued with. It's all true. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I've told all the teachers that I work around. I'm like, man, you guys. I've gained a whole new respect for you guys. Like, for everything that you guys do. Whole new respect. Amazing. That seems like a time to invite someone to church, you know. Okay, <laughs> hey, you know, you guys have a hard job. What do you do? Well, actually, I'm a pastor. Yeah. So, see yeah. you Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I'm in two high stress level positions. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, hey man, it's been a it's been a pretty heavy couple weeks. Um, yeah. It's a a lot of stuff going on, but we're going to be talking about a couple uh, main topics that have been um, one that's kind of older but still important mm-hmm. and um but one that's fairly fresh after Super Bowl Sunday so um we'll be talking about a couple of those things um but I'm excited to be in on this um episode today cuz uh we are man we're almost to episode 30 can you believe that 30 that's amazing yeah i mean we're i mean i think this is going to be episode 27 i think um wow. if i remember correctly so it's like we're we're getting close man i don't know we should do something special for 30 for like, thirty, yeah, yeah. I don't, well, I mean, I don't know. I what, like when anything turns thirty, you stop, uh, you reevaluate, um, you drink a little more lemonade and a little less beer. I guess is, <laughs> is that how it goes? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We should write a country song called "My Next Thirty Podcasts." <laughs> Dude, there it is. I think it's good. Yeah, I can get my steps. I'm, Bobby, I'm feeling very rural tonight. Everyone needs to know. I just got back from chasing a goat. Yes. So this is not something everyone has to do. Um, but the, the people, um, if people looking uh, at my life from the outside in would understand fully that my life is a comedy and not a tragedy. I have the types of problems that don't make people go, man, cry for that guy. I have the types of problems that make people say, laugh at him. So I have goat problems. <laughs> That's just one of the many problems you might laugh at. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so I, I think maybe let's talk about um, let's talk about the kind of problems that blow up your internet feed, uh, like this, um, like Vexit. Are you familiar with the term Vexit? Yeah, Vexit is is an amazing ordeal. I'm actually I'm pulling up an article right now that I, that uh, from the AP News to kind of read AP, a little more. Okay, but, um, I was made aware of it because a friend uh, suggested. Uh, on the uh, relevant magazine page where, mm-hmm. where he's seen the article, a, friend, a mutual friend of ours suggested that we look at this. And I was like, whoa. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. We have uh, Barry Falwell Jr., you know, my favorite guy. We have Jim Justice, <laughs> our governor of West Virginia. Yeah. And we have 
um, we have been informed that the Civil War isn't over yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am... Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a little congested. Um, I am... This whole deal really just kind of baffled me. I think, you know, when you, with... I mean, because... Okay, so, now, the the whole idea of what's going on with this whole Vexit idea, like with, um, I know the second amendment, right? We already talked about our, our views on that. We've already talked about how, you know, look, we're not talking about taking away people's guns. We're just talking about just being more responsible with them. Um, you know, but at, but at the same time, like we're not about like the, the fear element that, that has been created, um, to make people think that you need the guns. Um, you need the guns, and we're going to take them away. And if we do, then there goes all of your other freedoms. Right, right, yeah. and, right. And in um, and I think in our last episode we recorded, we talked about the idea of um, the fear element and like how things are made up and make you afraid of things. And and we actually talked about this. We talked about the Virginia governor saying that he's going to, um, you know, the, one of the one of the things that was going around was he was going to get the national guard involved, and they were going to come in and take all the guns or throw you in jail or you know whatever, and right. um. And all of that was proven false, um, but it kind of just sounds false. It's like when someone's telling you that this is this is what's happening. There's there's a <laughs> there's a little party that just goes nah, you know. So right. maybe we need to back up and tell people what this is, you know, um, because uh, you know, for maybe the people um, in, in our world who are not concerned with all things West Virginia and are not concerned with uh, what's going on down at uh, Liberty University. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, what do you want to cover it or do you want me to cover it? Uh, here's here's what I understand. Um, I, I, was, I was made aware of this through kind of a tongue-in-cheek uh, relevant magazine article. Uh, Beck said, Jerry Falwell Jr.'s plan to get unhappy Virginians to secede to West Virginia came out January 30th. 2020, if you need to look it up, uh, but the idea was that um, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of think maybe there was a, a sense of humor about it. I think maybe it was a little bit of a PR campaign, maybe a little bit of a, a tourism um, aspect to it uh, coming from uh, Governor Justice's point of view, you know, anything to make West Virginia look good, uh, look like a you know place that's attractive to the outside world. And um, they, uh, in so many words, said hey, uh, if you're unhappy with what Virginia has become now that it's a blue state, now that they're going to take your guns, uh, why don't you bordering counties just secede and declare yourself West Virginia? <laughs> and uh, Governor Justice uh, honestly said, we'd love to have you. And uh, <laughs> I got to be honest with you, I, I like Governor Justice at times. He does, though. He does. He does, though, come across as a little bit of a, a box hog type of character. You yes. know, mm -hmm. uh, he, he's a billionaire. He's uh, West Virginia's only um, legitimate um, billionaire. You know, full time West Virginian. Um, you know, he owns many companies. Um, I, I, I during the teacher strike uh, a couple of years ago, he was he was always known to say things that kind of remind you of Boss Hog, Yosemite Sam. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, he just has this like uh, Yahoo, you know, kind of attitude to him a little bit. Y'all come on up to West Virginia, you know, we'll take you here. Yeah. And he said we fully stand behind. He said uh, we fully. Uh, let me get the quote. It's uh, we support the Second Amendment, and uh, we stand with the unborn. It's uh, the way he said it. In kind of 
you can kind of hear it. I, 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 <laughs> uh, all right. Um, oh, I'm not going to find it in time. What he says here, what he says here is we have thousands of good paying, high quality jobs yeah. just waiting to be filled now. I, yes. I have some questions about that. Um, yeah, where can we do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have, um, he says, we have beautiful cities and communities. I, I, I will say yes to that. There are, there are very many beautiful yeah. cities and communities. Let's say, if you're, not, if you're not happy where you're at, come on down. Yeah. Which I do not think of West as down, but he's cool. It's cool if he wants to think yeah. that. And then he says, our state supports personal freedom and we value the Second Amendment and the rights of the unborn. Come yep. join us. You will never regret it. Yes, that's right. And um, and I'll get I into think... I'll get into Falwell's comments in a second. But let's go ahead and address. Oh, okay. Let's go ahead and talk about sure. justice here. <laughs> I thought it was funny with justice. I mean, like now, look, he's going to speak highly of our of our state, and and and, yeah. and and I will too. I love this state. I know I'm not from here. Dude, part but... of why we started this podcast is because you know there are just. Uh, voices in West Virginia not being heard, you know. There are just uh, political attitudes that kind of are afraid to speak here. We, you know, we sort of feel like uh, the outliers here. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we are, um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're being a voice for, um, almost a voice for the voiceless, but at the same time, a voice <laughs> for those that are in places that just won't be heard. So, um, but, um, but one of the things that I'm I'm baffled by with him, so not okay. Maybe I'm not baffled by it because I understand it. I guess a little bit more. Um, yeah. He has. This, I, I actually get it. I actually what these guys are saying. I actually kind of get it, and I, I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> um, but there's a little bit about me that's a, a little bit uh, civil war. <laughs> it's a little bit throwback to a time when it's like, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna leave Virginia. You know, we're. Yeah. We're going to join the union. Uh, those 30 delegates who sided with the union, well, there's a part of me that goes, yeah, let's do that. You know, I have this sort of revolutionary sort of spirit that carries over into Civil War type stuff. And like in a, in a weird way, I sort of get it, you know? Like, I get it, but at the same time, I'm saying to myself, like, I guess because the, the comments that he made about um, – the the jobs that are available and the, yeah. you know and even saying like we have great opportunities to start and grow a business now the the problem is is that one of the main reasons why starting and growing a business here is not really as easy as they say is because of our infrastructure uh, I um, see. and so um working with in, in the past when i worked with a nonprofit, one of the things we would do is like talk to local businesses or even talk to outside businesses and say Hey, it'd be great for you to come on in. Like this would be a great place, you know, to come and serve. And and one of the main things they said is it's just hard to get into the communities. It's hard to to get in with the smaller roads, um, the um, inaccessible locations, um, you know, for deliveries, for to to get in and out. Like it's just not a the infrastructure is not in a place where we can say come on in and build a start and build a business now. Maybe in Charleston or Morgantown, it might be a little bit easier because they're, they are kind of closer to the other borders and, um, yeah, you know, they have more access. But when it comes to um, north central West Virginia, which is primarily where we're located, um, infrastructure is not in a place where you can actually say, come on in, start and build a business because yeah. 
it's really not as easy as um, as it sounds. Now, I'm not knocking that. I'm saying like, yeah, come start start and build a business, but just realize yeah. that it's not going to be very easy in this state and taxes are crazy. Um, another thing I look at too is saying like, um, I love when, when our government leaders in, in our state try to say, you know, we have a wonderful place that's great for families and great for whatever, but yet we have the high, one of the highest um, fuel taxes in the nation, right? Um, okay. Like, that's, that's something, like, in, um, at least, let, let me take that back, at least three years ago, okay, I, I didn't look it up right now, but three years ago, I remember it saying that we have one of the highest fuel taxes in the nation. Yes. Now, we may have, it may have changed by now, but, but in my opinion, again, we are one of the highest poverty-stricken states in the nation, um, and we have one yeah, of the highest... Yeah, that's factual. You can find that we're, we're usually in the bottom two of the nation. Yeah. Um, our education system, um, you know, and I'm not knocking you because you are a teacher, but I'm saying our education system <laughs> has never been, you know, has, or has, has not been in the top level uh, for quite some time. Um, because of paying teachers, uh, keeping good teachers. Um, there's a lot well, of... And uh, part of it, yeah, we have a lot of teaching vacancies too. They just can't find people to put in the jobs because, you know, it's some of what you're talking about. Um, these sort of like uh, rural communities, um, it's even kind of hard to get into, you know, yeah. uh, for teachers in a way, you know. Um, there's not anything to uh, attract people there when they can just easily cross state lines and uh, be in a community uh, that has a little more to it, you know, supermarkets and, you know, just things that people like to do. Yeah. And, uh, and you get paid more, you know, working over there. So. Right. So, I mean, like, I understand what he's trying to say about our state. I get it. And I will, and I will be the first one to fight for, yeah. for um, anybody who tries to make fun of our state. Um, cause sure. Man, I've been here. I was just talking to somebody. They're like, "So how long have you been here?" I said, "I moved here in '03." I was like, "Holy cow! I've been here for 17 years." Wow. And now I moved here when I was 21, so I'm getting close to being here longer, you know, like, like, than than I lived in California. Like it's like wow. this is. You're you're gonna be a real West Virginian soon. Hey, man, I have blood here. Yeah. I am a real West yeah. Virginian. I don't care what people say. Yeah. My, I still I have West Virginia blood in my in my bones, and you know what? That's I think uh, that this, so I will I will lay claim, but but the reality of it is though is that um, I will fight. Like if somebody's like making those stupid you know stereotypical jokes, I get really frustrated and I'll and I'll, and I'll make comments back. But I'm also not a, I'm not a person who will lie and say that oh well we have the greatest state ever because the reality of it is we have a lot of things that are wrong that need to be fixed in order to say we're ready for big businesses or we're ready for. Um, you know, to say that we we take care of our people because to have a high poverty rate in this in this state, um, I have a hard time saying we're taking care of our people. But yeah, um, and then of course I look at the education system. I look at some of the schools that are falling apart. You know, some of the schools that have leaky roofs that could barely afford to get a good air conditioning system or you know, good heating system or whatever. And sure, there are schools on wait lists for a long time. To yeah. Get things but we have a a west virginia lottery system that claims lays claim to all this money that's being poured into the education system <laughs> you know yeah. like i'm like i'm always going where's that money at <laughs> but yeah you know, i mean so so those are those are my things that he said i'm like look 
let, let's let's be a little realistic here too. You know, I know you have to sell the state. I get it, but we got to be a little realistic too. Yeah. Well, there are some advantages to maybe like if if some of the counties came over. Uh, I just I was just I'd like to see maybe just like two like adjacent counties come over. Uh, that way we can get a third panhandle. <laughs> We're the only state that has two panhandles, and I'm just thinking a third one would really set us apart. It would be kind of cool to see if we can get two more on the bottom. It's like okay. almost like, and then it turns like West Virginia into a person. <laughs> and then that's great because you know people like when things are humanized. It's like we're the most anthropomorphic state. Like, yeah. come on, you know. That's it. Just, just ask and have a smiley face right on it. It no longer looks like a middle finger on the map. It looks like it looks like a human yeah. being. Right. So, but so so that was my step with justice. But um, and okay. we, we can come back to him if we want to in a little while. But I want to talk about. I, fall. No, we're gonna leave justice alone because yeah. I at the end of the day I, I think he's usually doing the best he can. Oh, I agree. I like. I mean, yeah. I mean, he says some things are a little bit like you said, um, boss. Yeah, like Yosemite but... Sam, and I just I don't even want to repeat some of the stuff yeah. that he said during the teacher strike because it's just so boss hog. Yeah. You know. Yeah, uh, I'd love to just throw some of it out there right now, but it's just pointless <laughs> and borderline racially insensitive. So I'm not yeah. going to say. Yeah, my we're going to go to our favorite per, favorite person of our pod, podcast. It seems anyway with Jerry Falwell yeah. Jr. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really not trying to troll him, but. He keeps getting involved with our world somehow. He because so. he opens, you know, maybe it's because I'm a Liberty Seminary grad, and yeah. you know, and and I just so I, I get a little more sensitive. That man, you're you're representing my seminary. Um, but but I look at uh, look at this. So now he talks about his relationship with justice, and he talks about how they share great pride for their states. But yeah. my thing that he, that he said that I'm that I'm gonna wrestle with, and I want to wrestle with, and, and we can talk about this together because I want to know your thoughts on this. Because it says Democrat leaders in Richmond, through their elite, through through their elitism and radicalism, right. have left. Yeah, hit the, the right there. Those are the fear buttons right there. Right. Uh, have left. Voters. Yeah. They, they have left a nearly unrecognizable state in their wake, and they are using their power. To strip away the God-given rights held by every person in the state, despite their due protection under the U.S. Constitution, count me in on this push for counties to leave Virginia. And that then, makes them sound like they found the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> they have like the power of Thanos to change the state completely and make it unrecognizable, and actually strip you away from God-given power, which somehow came through the Constitution, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> The, the book of the Bible after Revelation, the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> yeah. The, like, we hear First Amendment, Second Amendment, and we think that goes along with First Corinthians and Second Corinthians or something. But, <laughs> I really think that that's true for some. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. But, like, mm-hmm. that's my – I think that's my biggest issue right there is the yeah. God-given rights. God-given rights held by every person in the state despite their due protections under the U.S. Constitution – now, this isn't the first time that I've heard him use this word. I've heard several politicians use this word, the God-given rights, God-given rights. And I'm yeah. like, and I'm wondering, what God-given rights are they talking about? Because okay. That's um, a good question. Walk that back, yeah. Yeah, because like you're saying God-given right, God-given right. Like God-given right to have guns, right? I've heard people say that. It's our God-given right to have guns. Um, I don't remember that being spoken by God in Scripture, 
I don't remember Jesus saying it. I don't remember it saying like, hey, this is your right to have a gun. Like, because right. they, they didn't have guns then, um, just to just kind of give that out. But, um, but okay, um, like what God-given rights are they referring to? Because again, we say one nation under God, okay. Um, is that the God that is giving us the right to these, the God-given rights that are potentially being taken away? Because it's that, so then what God are they talking about? Is it the God of Abraham, the God of uh, Joseph, the God of Jacob, you know, um, or the God of Moses, or is it the God of money, <laughs> the God of the Constitution, the God of the United States of America? Because I don't yeah. think, a lot of times I'm wondering if the God of Abraham is the same God of the United States of America. Right. <laughs> And the way it's actually worded, it's 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 almost uh, taken for granted um, that uh, the Constitution is doing the work of the Lord. Ooh, yeah, yeah. What, say say more on that. That was good. Well, that's actually all there was to it. Um, but if you actually <laughs> uh, if you actually pick apart, like you know what uh, what he actually says, I mean, you can see that there's there's not any questioning at all. It's like you know, this uh, Second Amendment, this is God-approved because it's in the Constitution, because the Constitution is doing the work of the Lord. And I think probably there the warrant is that this, this idea that the, the founders uh, were these Christian guys trying to start a Christian nation, uh, which is not factually correct, but that's the mythology that a, a lot of people have bought into, um, you know, in order to sort of justify how all things American um, are automatically Christian. Yeah, uh, because the founding fathers, the founding fathers weren't necessarily Christian. Um, there were some that were, um, but uh, I think a lot of your Enlightenment thinkers uh, were very secular um, or very compartmentalized, you know. And uh, in fact, uh, these guys were uh, deists. Yeah, you know, the the idea that God started the world, um, the divine watchmaker created the world, let it spin, uh, doesn't really interact with it anymore. Therefore, it's up to, you know, we, the philosophers, the Benjamin Franklins and the uh, uh, Thomas Jeffersons of the world uh, to, um, you know, govern ourselves and, and govern uh, mankind. And um, they were talented and they did a nice job at uh, creating government. Um, but it's not, it's not necessarily uh, a Christian government. You know, like any other government, it can be used by God. And, uh, but that's, that doesn't mean that everything that we've done is correct. I mean, the Constitution, you know, uh, allowed for slavery for the longest time. And that was not anything like uh, what God would have wanted right. for a nation that he, for an, he was going to build a nation from scratch and yeah. have it uh, operate um, in his way and basically. Um, without the kingdom of God, kingdom come here on earth, uh, it would not involve the type of chattel slavery that we had from uh, even before, <laughs> even before the Constitution was drawn up. The the, the slavery that we allowed. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I just read a. Um, this is gonna go off topic a little bit, but I just read a, an awesome sermon from a, a pastor from our denomination. Um, from uh, gosh. I'd have to find out exactly when it was written, but um, it was like in the early 19, maybe it was like 1950, 19, um, whenever uh, 
what is his name? Oh man, my mind's blank right now. Uh, there's a, a sheriff, um, sheriff, uh, geez, why is my mind blank on this? It always goes blank right when it's like a, a really good point. Um, anyway, <laughs> a good point, yeah. a good point in my mind. Anyway, um, the, the whole thing though talks about the idea of how, um, there was a pastor who was responding to the sh- uh, sheriff and the sheriff was having dogs, um, Bull Connor, Sheriff Bull Connor, um, okay. was having his dogs and, and fire hoses and all that stuff turned on the, um, so it was like 1960s, I guess. But, um, um, so he was, uh, all this stuff. And so he's, he's basically saying, look, um, let's talk about the kingdom come, right? We're going to, we're going to pray this, our, our father who art in heaven, um, the kingdom come, that will be done, right? We always say those things. And he's like, if we're really going to pray that, like, are we really ready for what that means? And then he goes into this whole thing, like, um, like how we prayed, how we pray that, what does it really look like when, when we do want all people together, because that's what the kingdom is going to look like when all, all things are, are, are uh, reconciled and all things are brought together, brought whole. He's like, are we ready for that? Because you can either pray for the kingdom come, or he's like, if you want to pray with that, great. He's like, which we should be, or would you rather join me in praying for the, the dog's teeth to be sharpened? as they chase after the, the, um, the Negro man, like that was the, the quote that he said, um, yeah. would you rather pray for the hose to get stronger as they spray down people? Like, if you're going to pray that you have every right to pray that, but you have to see if that's going to reconcile with God or not, because wow. from what he sees, it does not. And like, it was like a, it was a powerful per, like sermon that basically okay. was like, you guys better check how you're praying for this and what kind of, what kind of God are you really seeking out? Are you seeking a God to just satisfy your nationalism? Are you seeking out a God to just satisfy your desires for what rights you want right. to protect your safety, to protect your security, to protect your understanding of life? Or are you really trying to seek out God's kingdom? And so again, going back to the God given rights aspect of things is that what, like, what kingdom are we looking for here? Because the God-given rights from the God of the kingdom that we should be seeking aren't the same as the God-given rights of the kingdom that I think a lot yeah, of us are living in. I'm not even sure what they are. I mean, you know, this is debatable, but, I mean, I've had pastors, uh, you know, basically preach that Christians don't actually have rights. Yeah. Not on earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, those sermons came from Air Force chaplains when I was in the military. Oh, wow. You know, military officer <clears throat> preaching like what, right? You know, and, and believe it or not, uh, while a, a military man or woman is out there, uh, you know, fighting for uh, freedom, um, you know, there was a time when I was sworn to defend the Constitution against all, <clears throat> against all enemies, foreign and domestic. You know, that's what you swear uh, when you join the military. Yeah. Uh, but there's this real sense of you live without those rights that you're hired to defend. Uh, military people, they don't get to call the shots in their lives. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that you have to do. You know, um, uh, you don't have necessarily rights over your own body as a military person. You got to, you know, you got to weigh a certain amount. You got to stay healthy. Uh, you got to get the vaccines that they tell you to get, you know. Yeah. Um, You've got to live where they tell you to live. You know, you can only go so far from base uh, without permission. You know, um, most people have not experienced that in their lives. Being told by your employer you can't be more than this many hours away from base at any given time. You know. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there's this idea that uh, we 
don't enjoy the rights that we defend. And so to hear a military pastor uh, talk about Christians not having rights either, in a weird way, that sort of translated to us and that communicated to us as young military people um, like, oh, yeah, you know, Christians live in a way um, that does not doesn't necessarily enjoy the riches of the world and rights and freedoms are one of those riches. And I know people don't like to hear that, but you know, I, I don't have the right as a Christian to retaliate either in the court system, you know, through suing people or uh, through violence, you know, Mm -hmm. hitting people back. That's a, that's a right that I do not have, you know, that's just an example of, uh, you know, I don't have the right to be free of persecution. Jesus said, I will be persecuted mm-hmm. if I'm a Christian, you know. And uh, I remember one time uh, there was a, it was in the 90s, uh, you know, still a lot of homophobia on, on TV and, and, and so forth. And there was a gay rights parade. Uh, I think it was in California. And um, some people were... Uh, there was, there was a troop of uh, gay men, and they were dressed up like nuns, uh, but their habits were purple. Hmm. And uh, they were dancing down the, uh, the street <clears throat> this, uh, in this pride parade. Uh, like I said, it was about the mid-90s, and a man got on the news, and he said, Christians have the right not to be mocked. And I just I just had to stop right there. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you have the right not to be mocked? Uh, it's called persecution, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, anyway, uh, we are a little off topic talking about do we have God-given rights, but uh, I think Jerry Falwell says we have God-given rights and that the Constitution uh, is, is, is a sort of an agent uh, of God's governance yeah. or God's justice um, in ensuring that we get to have those rights. And one of those rights that seems very sacred to people is guns. I would just love to get into the psyche of why people need that gun and who it is that they're defending themselves against, I think you will find it's a very dark message. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think somewhere down the line we're, we're going to have to just like risk it and um <laughs> and invite someone on on our show who is who's hardcore pro gun, but yet we would say that also is a, is a firm believer in Jesus. You know, like you know uh, what you're going to find those guys, but they're they're really not wanting to shoot anybody. The guys that I know. Uh, you know, it's it's recreational. Um, yeah. We need to find that guy. You know, because I mean, people people in my community are shooting deer and turkey. You know, all and that's that's all they want to do. You know, yeah. they're not really thinking like you know, I gotta shoot uh, the other, the outsider, the foreigner, the scary person. You know, yeah. uh, I think most of them admit that if they had to, uh, the way they have their guns locked up, there probably wouldn't be time. You know, there was actually an intruder. Um, You can probably find that guy who uh, is like, you know, I'm going to shoot whoever comes on my property. If I don't know who they are, it's my place. It's my freedom, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, You'd probably find that guy around here, but it's it's not most of your people in church. Yeah. See, I, I do know some who are um, even elders, you know, of churches who would say that they have their gun ready, lock and, locked and loaded, um, you know, in a, in a safety container under their bed, ready for whenever somebody comes in or if there's any harm that's going to be given to their family, they're ready to unload, yeah. you know, and they've, they've said that, like they're ready to unload, um, and, you know, like, and I see the, the memes and I see the posts on, you know, social media from a lot of people like that who are like, you know, um, 
you better watch out, you know, if you come in my home, yeah. you come in my I, home and yeah. you yeah. come in my home, come after my kids, I'm going to, I'm going to take you out. And, you know, even I've had, I, like, I wrestle with that on a regular basis. You know what I mean? Like, like how far would I go? You know what I mean? Like, and I, yeah. I, I, I firmly believe I would defend my kids. I firmly yeah. believe I would defend my wife. Um, I just wonder like how far I would go if like in regards to like, you know, I would defend them to the point of the, of of where I would I would risk my life before you know taking out another's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't like I just you would lay down your life for your family. You know? Yes. Yeah. I I just don't know why killing somebody has to be the go to thing. Like we're gonna defend our family, and the only way we can do this is by taking a life. Yeah, and and that's that, I think that's where my struggle goes. But I mean we're. Like I think again we're going we're going we're going back down a rabbit rabbit trail. Yeah, I know. Back. We we actually get we starting down the rabbit hole yeah. of the psyche of a person who's like I I gotta have these guns and I gotta have these guns so bad that I want my county to secede from Virginia and join West Virginia. Yeah, because it's a god. And, and by the way, uh, if they're gonna do that, there is a really nice farmers market in Shenandoah County. So if Shenandoah County could come over. <laughs> I would love to have that uh, join up with West Virginia. Not that I can't go there anyway, but just the satisfaction of looking out over that beautiful valley. It was an apple orchard, Bobby. They had an ice cream stand out there, and I would just love to call that place, uh, you know, our own. So if Shenandoah County could come over, that'd be nice. All right. Well, hey, there's your there's your plea. If anybody from Shenandoah County is listening, okay. let's, uh, let's make that happen. Um, <laughs> But so anyway, that's that's I think that's a good conversation or a good place to end the Vexit conversation. I think um, unless there's any more you want to add into it. Um, no, I think that's all I really want to say about Vexit. You know, we got a little more serious than I expected to. Do. I came into this pretty lighthearted, yeah. you know, <laughs> because I just I just I just saw Jim, Jim Justice. You know, I just imagined him in a white cowboy hat with two pistols going, "Yahoo! You're not happy where you're at." truly happy where you are we stand with open arms I, for, i'm sorry i'm gonna lapse into this voice and this is a serious thing we're gonna stand with open arms and take you from virginia or anywhere you may be you know? but here's where it gets serious i gotta change my tone here i'm picturing i'm picturing him like stretching out i'm picturing I'm, sorry, him stre- I'm, I'm picturing him stretching out his suspenders like you know like with this with his thumb in between the suspenders and going yeah. come on over Come he's on. one of the politicians from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? You know what I'm talking about? Easy. Happy Daniels and, you know, and uh, Homer, Homer Stokes. And Homer Stokes says, it's going to be back to the flower mill, Pappy. You know? Is you I, is or is you ain't my constituents? Is you is or is you ain't my constituency? You know, and I just I can't help this. I'm sorry, everybody. I've lost all of our We're going to have to cut this off. I, I, I can't help but see uh, Governor Justice and Jerry Falwell just up there going like, come on down to West Virginia, you know? Is you in or is you ain't going to secede from your state, you know? Um, but uh, here's, here's Justice comes in and says, we stand strongly behind the Second Amendment. We stand strongly for the unborn. And I, in my world, Bobby, um, shooting people uh, is not pro-life. 
And I am of the opinion that pro-life is pro-life across the board, protecting the unborn. It is uh, not doing violence against people. And, uh, man, if my county is going to move to another state so that I have the right to do violence um, in the name of protecting myself, um, I, I don't think I can claim pro-life. I just don't. Yeah, there's a big difference between pro-life and being anti-abortion. Yeah. So. And I'll just tell you right now, I'm pro-life, you know, and yeah. I, I know you and I, we have differences of opinion. My pro-life is across the board. I am anti-war, Bobby. I am a military veteran who's anti-war. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, I really can't remember if, if we're completely different. I think that we just had... No. There are nuances, though. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's what we're all about here. Is like you're not extremely on one side or extremely on another. I mean, we really meet in the in the middle in a lot of ways. There's some overlap here. Yeah, yeah. And I think a big Venn diagram. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely pro life, and I would um because I'm yeah I think that and there are differences in understanding of all of that, but I think that um but you, but I think some people forget that there's a there is a big difference between saying you're pro life and anti abortion. Which I think most people, when they say they're pro-life, mean they're anti-abortion because they might actually say, "Well, yeah, death penalty needs to happen." Then you're not really pro-life. <laughs> um, I know. You know, pro. Yeah, yeah. I'm anti-death penalty too. It's just yeah. it's got to be pro-life across yeah. the board. Yeah, you can't you can't say, "Well, I'm pro-life," but yet you want kids caged. You know. Oh. Um, and pro pro-life to me means being uh, supportive of the mothers that have these children, supportive of these children. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm with you. Yeah. I think it's big. All right. Well, that's um that's that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just want to make, you know, my my uh, final thought here is I would like to make a, a plea of my own. Uh, it was a little spot in Arizona that I really liked uh, around Prescott, Arizona, and I just loved it out there. And, you know, if you guys aren't happy where you're at, you can come to West Virginia. Yeah. Um, there, there's nothing that says I, I don't see why the counties have to be adjacent. I mean, just any county, any county, uh, you know, yeah. especially if you have like maybe like a nice ice cream shop, you know, you're not happy where you're at. Just declare yourself West Virginian. Yeah. Um, that, that could be, that could be an exit. Yeah. Arizona's exit. That's a, that's a good one. Um, exit. <laughs> that's a, that would be bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I have any like, uh, do you well, have any spots that you want to join up to West Virginia? Bro, I just want In-N-Out Burger to just come on. Anywhere that has an In-N-Out Burger, just kind of connect to us somehow because that is something I miss. Like, I'm not going to lie. I wish I had an yeah. In-N-Out Burger. If anybody hears this and is like, you know what? I care we a lot about that. We just need one In-N-Out Burger. Yeah, or, or even if you say, you know what? I care a lot about Bobby and Jared. I'm going to go ahead and if you're in the California, Texas, Arizona, Nevada area, um, yeah. wherever – um, you know, dry ice it and ship it over. Like, just you can, like, I mean, I, I don't care. I could reheat you know, it. If that happens. This podcast from day one till now, thirty episodes. It would have been worth it. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. Burger, man. That's what I'm saying. So if you if you are if you care if you're out there and you care, um, it's our God given right to have an up yourself. You can. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> that's. Do you want to move on to another topic, or do you want to? Uh, 
I don't even know anymore. Maybe we should just uh, call this an episode. and uh, <laughs> We'll call this one an episode and then we'll record our... We'll, we'll, we'll call this one an episode because I'm too much over here in, uh, you know, Papio Daniel, Homer Stokes land. I just want to be like, you know, Is you, is you, is you ain't going to mail this man an In-N-Out burger? Oh, uh, so funny. Well, then we will end this episode and we'll come back our next episode after this one. Then we'll uh, we'll have a little... Um, who knows? We might even send these out back to back and just have a special thing. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. Just keep keep an eye out on your podcast wherever just you listen to it. But uh, double feature, yeah, because we're gonna be talking about the Super Bowl halftime show in our next one. So yeah, um, so yeah, so listen to that. But anyway, again, um, we we enjoy doing these podcasts. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please. Uh, take some time to go onto iTunes or wherever you listen and, and just rate us, leave a comment, um, share us on your social media, uh, do whatever, because um, we want more people to hear what we're talking about because we have a lot to say. Yeah, we do, and thanks for listening to us. Yeah, we really appreciate you listening, and um, hopefully you'll join us next episode as we do talk about the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, um, and I mean, if we ever have to stop doing these podcasts, it's going to be back to the flour mill, Bobby! <laughs> Oh, that's great. Well, hey, on that note, I'm Bobby. I'm Jared. This has been the Frankincense Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>